Hey everyone, this is Dory bringing you another classic Abby Eats St. Louis episode. And this one is one of my favorites because it came about so organically right here on the podcast. Abby and I were talking about our love of pork steaks, as one does, and we decided it was time that we took a bite out of what makes the backyard staple a St. Louis essential. Take a listen. Sometimes Dory and I have a lot of back and forth conversation about what our episodes should be about. We check our Instagram messages. We think about what's happening in the world, who's making news, who's held our attention. The idea for this episode, though, about pork steaks came while filming another recent one with Dory and I riffing about how much we love one pork steak in particular. This week, I finally tried the pork steak at Beast. I know that you've had it before. I usually don't get pork steaks because they're so easy to make at home. But this one, I I need to know how they did it because... I would never go back to the old way of making pork steaks. It was so tender and so good. I, it's definitely something we're going to recommend to other friends. If we turn St. Louis and if you are what you eat, I'm okay with turning St. Louis into beast craft barbecue pork steaks because they're so good. (laughs) So naturally I had to ring up David Sandusky at beast craft barbecue. If you haven't been to either location in Belleville or the Grove, what have you been doing? It's so good. This is David. Hey, David, it's Abby. And David himself is a bit of a spitfire, both in life and in describing the addition of the pork steak to their menu. Everybody has their stories about pork steaks in their backyard with Mall's barbecue sauce yep, and pork Mall. steak from, from, <laughs> from Chinooks. And, you know, it's the, the, the barbecue sauce is always doctored with the family recipe of, you know, one of Anheuser-Busch's beers, <laughs> uh, onions and brown sugar or something like that that you add to the sauce. And, uh, and you know, we there's so many of us that tell that similar story of, you know, like what we're used to growing up and you'd have your, your dad or your uncle burn the shit out of the pork steak <laughs> and, it's, and it's thin cut so it's leathery as fuck, you know, and, and so it's like it's just a tradition to have like shitty backyard barbecue in that sense. And so what I wanted to do was take that concept and elevate it because, um, I, I want to, I want to be the guy who doesn't forget where I came from and doesn't forget like who we are and where we are. St. Louis foods aren't snobby. We fry our raviolis and call them toasted. We made up our own type of cheese because it was cheaper. The most sophisticated word we could come up with for our signature dessert is gooey. So St. Louis barbecue shouldn't be snobby either, says Dave. Now, you do pay 19 bucks for a full pork steak because it's, as they say, elevated. It takes a lot of work to make it taste as good as it does. But Dave keeps it on the menu because he says he wouldn't be true to himself or true to the city if he rolled through here and acted like he's too good for any version of the food that's fed the city for generations. Not every barbecue bro in the St. Louis food scene feels this way, of course, bringing in a lot of influences from outside the area, Kansas City, Texas, Memphis, Carolinas. But... Dave's philosophy, if you cook what you know, what your audience knows, and do it well, it's delicious. There are some who walk in and they're like, why the f*** would I spend $19 on a pork (laughs) steak without sides? And I have to look at them and say, because it's f***ing incredible, and until you sit down and actually eat it, I'm not hearing that. 
it. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it, there, there is kind of this misconception that the pork steak is going to come out like what what they what they cut into with their Farberware steak knives in their backyards, <laughs> because that's that's what we did. And uh, so, you know, I wanted to take it to a different level where it was super moist. It, it was packed full of flavor. There was a lot of impact just in the first bite. You take a bite of it and you're like, holy I got to take another bite of this thing mm-hmm. because it just it just blows you back with with flavor. That's what I wanted to accomplish. I feel like what St. Louis should represent are these cuts number one, but also um, that exploration of grilling and basting because that's what we did. We grilled and basted, and so Malls is. The classic St. Louis style sauce. It's a little bit thinner, you know. It has some sweet notes. It has some like high vinegar notes and things like that. So we wanted to. I wanted to emulate that to a degree while putting my stamp on it. And what I came up with was a pork steak where uh, it's not doused in sauce. It's not dropped in sauce before it comes out, um, or it's not. It's not just covered in goopy Kansas City ketchup barbecue sauce. It's it's actually grilled and basted, and what happens is the sauce becomes a part of it. It doesn't come out sauced. It actually dehydrates into the steak and becomes part of it. So the sugars start to caramelize, and you'll get this charred fat with these caramelized sugars on the edges and it takes that sauce flavor profile to a completely different stratosphere it's honestly not that great of a table sauce but when you like use it in this format it's fucking perfect and incredible for what we're trying to achieve with the pork steak so it it's it's paying that homage to like where we come from with the cut, with the style of sauce, with the grilling and basting, but it's my own. Like it yeah. is, it is what defines us, and uh, and it's beautiful. Indeed it is. So today on Abby Eats St. Louis, let's keep this pork talk rolling. We'll stop by one of our favorite local butchers to find out the actual definition of a pork steak and also what it's come to mean. Whether or not the St. Louis food staple will become a thing at cookouts around the country and their pro tips for your next grill sesh. St. Louis summer. You gotta love her. She might be an unpredictable, sweaty little thing, but she's got so much to offer. The late sunsets leave so much room for that classic summertime supper, cold beer, crunchy chips, some kind of veggie so you can call it a well-rounded meal, and a pork steak fresh off the grill. If you did it right, you know the secret to what winds up on the plate begins long before it gets there. You gotta get the good stuff. So, since you did do it right, You got yourself a nice cut of meat. You waltzed up to the deli counter and ordered yourself the butcher's cut of the only part of the pig qualified to be called the steak. And in St. Louis, one of the finest counters to waltz up to is at Kenrick's Meat and Catering near Afton. We like to call it the Disneyland of meats. (laughs) You think that'll catch on? Like people come in St. Louis and be like, I gotta go to Disneyland of meats at some point. (laughs) We we like to think of ourselves as possibly being Ted Drew's, the Ted Drew's of the meat market someday. Okay, well I would rather that happen than Ted Drew's 
Andrews try to get into the meat market. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> I would agree with you on that. Because it's really more like a specialty grocer with dozens of varieties of sausage and bratwurst, a whole spread of fresh sides and salads, made-in-house potato chips and specialty cheeses, a variety of seafood. It's a good place to shop if starting with good ingredients matters to you. I headed to the basement there to chat with the pros. I'm Mike Bassey, uh, operations manager of Kenrick's Meats and Catering. Awesome. And I'm Steve Wyman with Kenrick's Meats and Catering. And your title? Um, Jack of all trades. There you go. I like that. They're also besties. When you have people coming in here, how frequently are they requesting pork steaks? Well, I'll tell you, we, we, so we service about a hundred restaurants also. So we sell pork steaks to restaurants. We sell pork steaks to fundraisers for Boy Scout groups and stuff like that. And then retail as well. And then we also do them for catering. So, um, we're in the mark of selling about a hundred to 125,000 pounds of pork steaks a year. So it's something that our butchers are doing every day. I mean, uh, we, we cut pork steaks year round and we sell a ton of them. When you guys are talking to people in this business or not in this business, but from out the outside of the St. Louis area, how do you describe what a pork steak is? Well, it's a center cut to a pork butt. So you're getting the bone section of a pork butt in a steak format and it gives you that bone in flavor that makes, makes that pork really delicious. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the um, technical way of describing it, but I like to say it kind of tastes like ribs, but a steak made out of ribs. You know what? That's the only pork piece that's called steak. Right. And tell me a little bit more about that. Like why, why from a non, from a person who just eats meat and doesn't really have to think much more about it besides that, why is it the only piece of pork called a steak? You know, I really, I don't know if someone just came up with it and said, hey, we're going to slice this pork butt in into a steak form instead of a roast or I don't really know where they came up with that steak form, but I guess the way they slice it and as, as long as it is and the shape it is, I guess that's what, where it formed its steak part of its name. Yeah. I believe that Schnooks took credit for the first pork steak, which I, I would have to fact check that in the long run. There was a company called Cry Meats, and I believe Cry Meats was somewhere on the innovative side of that also to uh, to start the whole trend off. So again, it's St. Louis, it's regional, it's totally our area only, obviously, but again, I don't know if that, uh, that Schnooks thing is totally true or not. I've seen it too, the story Schnooks tells, and it hasn't really been disputed anywhere I can find, so... We'll go with it. Don and Ed Schnook came up with it in the 50s. They're part of the second generation of the grocery store dynasty, though that's sort of a bougie word to use here, I guess. Dynasty. When the whole point of their idea was to offer a cut of meat that you could grill up like a steak, but less expensive than beef. So you could more affordably serve it up to your whole family. It's a St. Louis thing that we talked about, but I do ship those all over the United States to those people that that are St. Louis bred, but have been transplanted elsewhere that I'll ship to California, New York, Florida, uh, Arizona, everywhere in the United States that, that they have moved out of here or they want their kids to have it or, or they miss it because they don't sell them everywhere. So, so it's kind of a unique thing that's kind of cool that we do also. Do you think this is something that might eventually be a little bit more commonplace? I don't know, like when when we go to Florida and we go down to the butcher shops and we ask them for a pork steak, I mean, they kind of look at you like, what are you talking about, (laughs) you know? So I've been, like, if I'm driving, uh, I usually bring my pork steaks with me, Um, but I have been to a a butcher shop down in Florida and and actually said, hey, can you take the pork butt and slice it like this for me? And they've been able to do it, but uh, who knows? I mean, it could eventually travel. I mean, I guess, I I don't know, like toasted raviolis or Provel cheese, you know? 
Yeah, which like still confuse people, but they've also been around for so long that in some ways it's like, well, if it hasn't made its way around the country yet, maybe it never will. But now people are starting to know about like gooey butter cake and things like that. So who knows? I mean, St. Louis is getting cooling. Version of a pork steak in Florida called the blade steak, but they cut it on a different angle, so it's really totally different. Like Mike said, when we travel, we take coolers full where I'll take extra pork steaks and I'll be sharing them with the guys around the grill, and then those are some of the people that I'll end up shipping more meat to. So it's kind of a unique thing to have this St. Louis item that people bring and they get to try and they're like, oh, I've tried this in this format, but it's never like this or pulled pork, which everybody's familiar with but it is totally a unique steak do you guys think it's fair to reduce it to kind of a poor man's steak uh i mean i don't know about that if you cook a pork steak right it's really got a lot of flavor can be super tender if you don't really know what you're doing it can be tough and you know and then i would say people wouldn't be too happy i think you are kind of right if you have a group of people you can feed multiple people for a reasonable amount of money so i mean i guess you could say that maybe like a budget man steak yeah (laughs) i think like you said i feel the same way but really like it's one of those things like when you're looking for a pork steak it doesn't matter if you're eating a steak you're eating a steak but when it comes to pork steak that's that's a unique process of preparing and getting ready for it and to do that correctly is really cool and and so flavorful and delicious and there's so many varieties of ways you can do it too which is really cool Remember David talking about how we're in some ways used to eating burned, overcooked, tough pork steak conditioned by well-intentioned dads over the course of many cookouts? I asked these guys their tips for salvaging that. Start, they say, with about a three-quarter inch cut, 12 to 16 ounces, and that should satisfy everyone's needs. Then fire up the grill. People cook it like a steak. So instead of grilling it directly for five minutes on each side, like a, like a beef steak, that's not the right way to do it. It's it's slow and low. It's a process. You want to enjoy it. You want to be out on your 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 by your grill having a cocktail and and enjoying that time because it's not something that takes ten minutes. If you if you're cooking your pork steak in ten minutes, you're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, you. I think the probably the best way you could do it if you're going to grill them on the grill the whole time is, like he said, use a low heat or maybe if you have a charcoal grill to cook them indirectly so kind of like smoking them for you know d- depending on the thickness of them but 45 minutes to an hour and then kind of just lather them with just a light cover of sauce so it can they'll kind of be sticky whenever you eat them and it, the slow and low they'll be just melting your mouth butter and tender close your mouth you're drooling Memorial Day is this weekend. I can smell the pork steaks already. I know a lot of you or your family members or friends are going to be firing up the grill. So now you know how to make the perfect pork steak. No excuses. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Abby Eats St. Louis is a five on your side production. I'm producer Dory Olmos. Be sure to check out KSDK.com and the Five on Your Side app as we cook up food content all week long.